Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. Today's episode is going to be hosted by Jake Jabarelli, my co-host. So sit back, relax, enjoy the top 10 daily stats and your crypto news of the day. And I am, of course, your host, Blockchain John. Enjoy. Make sure to check out Discord and YouTube. With that said, stack sats and huddle. Adios. Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome to the latest episode of Cryptocurrency Chat News. So, today we'll be doing, again, as usual, the CoinGecko Top 10. And make sure to get, get your candies, and then we'll be doing a little bit of news, both from John myself. John and myself, how are you doing today, John? I'm doing great, doing great. Good to have you here. Of course, it is your podcast, so you should definitely <laughs> be here. <laughs> Let's get over to CoinGecko and talk about the top 10 cryptocurrencies that are currently on the market. The market has been up quite a bit lately. I hope you guys have been watching. So as always, in the number one position is Bitcoin with currently 43,800 and some change. And the seven day change in that period is about 5%. Everything's going down just a little bit from its peak at early this morning. We're here on the left coast of the United States, so it might be different where you are. Ethereum is just under 3,000 according to my listing, 2983, up 18% in the last seven days, has done a lot better than Bitcoin. And actually, I should mention the market cap here because the market cap of Bitcoin is a little over 800 billion, but the market cap of Ethereum is almost half that of Bitcoin. It is catching up. So in third place, Tether, which is a stable coin, so it doesn't really change very much. And its current market, market cap is about 62 billion dollars binance coin not a stable coin like bsd is uh, it is in fourth place at 340 dollars and 22 cents and its market cap is about 52 billion in fifth place is cardano about one dollar and 42 cents up about seven percent and it's about 45 billion uh, xrp or ripple is in sixth place it is at 78 cents and it's up about four percent and a market cap of a little over 36 billion. Dogecoin's been doing very well. I don't know if you guys have been watching, but it hit 0.25 cents or 25 cents very recently. It's up 12%. Current price is about 20, 0.239 uh, cents. It's kind of peaked and now it's actually dropping a lot more than the other coins are, but its current market value is about 31 billion. USD coin, yet another stable coin, that's for Binance, or for um, Coinbase, pardon me. Uh, and it's, of course, it's still at a dollar which is where it should be, and its current market cap is about $27.5 billion. Uh, Polkadot is in place 9 right now, and it's just under $20 at $19.58, and, and up in the last 7 days of almost 16%, which is excellent, very comparable to Ethereum. It's following very closely since it's kind of you know, sitting there. Uh, it's at about $20 billion on the market cap, and then Uniswap, which is still edging out Binance USD, remember Binance USD is a stablecoin, but Uniswap is at about 13.5 billion, up 20% or nearly 20% since the, the minor drop in the last uh, 12 hours at $26.11. So make sure to get your um, CoinGecko candies if you haven't already. Um, I, I know I forget this all the time. John's pretty good at making sure he gets his, but uh, <laughs> I've got so many of them I don't even know what to do with them anymore. 
Uh, there are a lot of things you can get. So if you do get your candies, there's rewards and there's subscriptions and there's discounts. There's all kinds of different things you can get. So remember, since it's free, all you gotta do is check your CoinGecko account, which if you have a portfolio, you probably will will be doing every single day, um, and make sure to collect your candies. So the total market cap as of right now, which according to CoinGecko right at this moment is down 1.7%, is a little over 1.8 trillion dollars or at least what's showing here um 1833 billion dollars and i'm actually very happy about that because it means that the ramp up is happening again so if you're not already mm -hmm. on board i highly recommend you get yourself into some crypto in the very near future because we could be riding this past um bitcoin's previous high of sixty-three thousand dollars to the expected high of the end of the year of a hundred thousand dollars Wow. I'm not putting all my my candies in one in one jar for that right now, but uh, to use the coin gecko analogy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I do think it may be very possible to hit 63, if not 70, before the end of this year. Nice. I only got four months. I think we could do it. Let's what, get on to the news. What do you think is going to be the trigger on that? What's up? I, I don't really want to stick my foot in my mouth, in my mouth again. Um, but I, a lot of people, it seems, particularly high-level investors, from what I've been reading, are very enthusiastic about the utility, not just of Bitcoin, but of all the major coins out there, Ethereum in particular. Um, although I do have some news that might make Ethereum change its mind. We'll see. But um, Ethereum's doing exceptionally well because there's so many coins and stable coins attached to it. And NFTs in particular. NFTs are doing very well. That will be my first news article um, talking about NFTs. But uh, yeah, I think it's 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 all the extra things that are tied to the coin, like what Dynamo is tying all the staking and and um, and NFTs and and storage uh, staking and such. Mm -hmm. All these different other functions is what's going to push the market ahead, in my opinion. Honestly, it's I, if I'm looking at the long term, and I'm not trying to you know detract from the news here. Uh, Bitcoin, the hope is, and honestly, I do expect this, going to t overtake the value of gold. It will become the storage place of gold. Current value of all gold is about $10 billion, no, $10 trillion worldwide. Yeah. And that would put Bitcoin about half a billion, half a million dollars, excuse me. No. Yeah, half a million, $500,000, if it takes over the value of gold. So we'll see. Wow. Obviously, gold will still have a value. It's good for for computers it's good for making jewelry but it's not good for trading bitcoin's good for trading so back to the news here um there is a really big uh news item here regarding axie infinity we mentioned this in a previous uh podcast uh that is that axie infinity has become ethereum's first nft game to hit a billion dollars in sales that has very impressive in my opinion um, it's actually infinity is kind of like uh, was it uh, ethermon or I guess but everyone else knows with Pokemon mm -hmm. um, John, John knows much more about this than I do I'm not a Pokemon player but <laughs> I do know Ethereum and I do know at least how games play so um, Ethereum, the Ethereum based NFT game actually infinity crossed the billion dollars uh, sales data according to crypto slam um, as of right as uh, as of just this week was a million dollars worth of tokens from a Pokemon inspired NFT game that had traded hands through 2.4 million
million transactions. Wow. There were three, like a third of a million buyers and almost a million owners um, and more than a million daily active users. And that is very impressive numbers mm -hmm. for a Pokemon game or Pokemon-like game. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Pokemon has, has Axie Infinity beat, at least right now. But one of the points that I thought was interesting was that to get into Pokemon right now costs about 60 bucks for 100, 100 plus hours worth of experience. Axie Infinity <laughs> monsters can easily cost a, several hundred dollars. Um, and even the cheapest ones are like 60 bucks. So if you're going to play Axie Infinity, you're going to be spending a lot more money. But the biggest advantage is you can keep those on the blockchain indefinitely. So, I mean, if the value of Ethereum goes to, let's say, 10 grand, the value of Pokemon characters, or in this case, Axie Infinity monsters, will also go up. Um, mm -hmm. And then you can obviously trade them with anybody, anytime, anywhere in the world. You don't have to be, you know, in their presence. You can just like, hey, I want to trade this monster with you. Um, so, with Pokemon monsters, obviously players are free to sell. Pardon me, unlike Pokemon monsters, players are free to sell their Axie Infinity tokens on the secondary market. And given today's high milestone of a billion, uh, they clearly are. Um, in November of 2020, the Vietnamese developer launched Axie Infinity Shards, or AXS, which we've also talked about before, a governance token that lets players vote on the future of the game. The token has boomed in the past month, and on July 20th, AXX had a market cap of $900 million. And now it has a market cap of $2.6 billion. So it's obviously doing something of value. Um, I wanted to make a point that uh, Axie Infinity is, uh, like I said, the first game to pass a billion dollars. But uh, next to, and I think you may have, we may have talked about this before in a previous uh, episode, the best-selling game was previously the NBA Top Shot, the basketball mm -hmm. trading game, yeah. which runs on the Flow blockchain and has racked up $675 million in all-time sales. Still doesn't beat Axie Infinity, though. Still, it's, it's kind of interesting you think about it because um, NBA is stupidly popular, just unreasonably popular. So many people love that, and you'd think that that would be the kind of end-all, be-all. But I think it's just that weird. Not everybody's super into it, as much as the number of people who could potentially be into a Pokemon-like game. Uh, the NBA is mostly just popular in the United States and you know, and uh, what's a few Asian countries, and I would say a little bit in Europe. Um, but Pokemon's popular everywhere. Yeah. I mean, literally everywhere. So the, the market is much, much, much larger. I mean, I know we're not actually talking about Pokemon. We're talking about Axie Infinity. But it's basically the same thing. So it's kind of exciting to see this. And this is, like I said before, where I think Ethereum is picking up a lot of its value as of late. Now, one of the factors was the change over to London, uh, the London EIP ex uh, change of 1559. But you know, I thought that was going to change uh, production of ETH. Actually, it's doing quite a bit better. Now, maybe it has to do with Axie uh, Infinity. I don't think it's just that. I think it's the enthusiasm always comes with a major change. So I'm excited about that. And what do you have to say about that, John? Well, I just really quick, um, in regards to EIP 1559, I don't want to mention the person's name because... Um, they're a minor, but they, they have been around the community, and they did mention that they actually um, have lost, on average, 25% uh, profits from their uh, from their rigs. So, yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure as, as, wow. as uh, people continue to use the blockchain and, 
and pretty much bottleneck the the chain that's that's the that's the that's the thing that's frustrating about this is that there's still no resolution to that issue the issue is that the blockchain is already completely maxed out but let's make it more affordable for people to use it and make it <laughs> beyond that so when's when's the bubble gonna burst is my question that's a good point yeah so what news do you have all right, we got another article here from Eck and Jank. Crypto tax strife continues as Senate delays vote. The Senate didn't find the time yesterday to vote on two rival amendments that determined which crypto entities must provide customer information to help pay for Joe Biden's $1 trillion infrastructure bill. It's now expected that the Senate will convene to vote on the amendments at noon EDT 4 p.m. UTC on Sunday. The outcome could send ripples throughout the U.S. crypto industry and executives fear that one of the outcomes could force decentralized finance entities out of the country. One of the amendments proposed by Senator Ron Wyden and Cynthia Lumens and Pat Toomey and favored by the crypto industry would exempt non-custodial entities like Bitcoin miners and wallet operators from handing over customer information to the tax authorities. Quote, we're running not, we should not rope in people who are not actually running a centralized exchange, Senator Toomey told Business Insider yesterday. All right, here's a couple of tweets. Who's this? Joseph Zabalos Roig tweeted, let's see. Spoke with what spoke with Whiten about ongoing crypto tax talks. Quote: I continue to feel very strongly. I want to crack down on tax cheat and people associated with decentralized programs, crypto exchanges. I just don't want to destroy the innovation that comes from a decentralized network. He continues to tweet. Caught up with Toomey on crypto talks. Uh, some issues remain uns uh, unresolved. Quote. Someone in the business of running a centralized exchange should be required to report transactions for their customers. But we should not rope in people who are not actually running a centralized exchange. All right. The other amendments proposed by Senator Mark Warner and Rob Portman and favored by President Biden has significantly revised after the crypto industry could uh, industry threw cold water on it. Originally, it exempted proof-of-work entities like Bitcoin miners, but didn't remove tax rep reporting obligations for proof-of-stake entities like e Ethereum 2.0 validators. The crypto industry said this was unworkable because non-custodial entities don't collect information about people that use them. Senator, Sen Senators Warner and Portman have since revised their amendments to exempt both proof-of-work and proof-of-stake entities, but not any other consensus mechanisms like Ripple's Federated Byzantine Agreement or Solana's Proof of History mechanisms. The crypto industry doesn't like the revision either since it favors two consensus mechanisms for no clear reason. Here's another tweet from Jake Shervinsky. Uh, Senator Warner has changed his amendment to protect consensus mechanisms beyond POW, a small positive step, but not nearly good enough. It's just unreal that this is how Congress wants to handle major crypto legislations. We need time to make smart decisions. The process, this process is broken. Mm -mm -mm. Sounds like there's a lot of frustration here. Continuing on, a Bloomberg report reporter said that Toomey and Warner were locked in conversation near the well of Senate, but near the well of, of the Senate, uh, but no formal discussion took place. Quote, 
I want to crack down on tax cheats, Senator Wyden told Business Insider yesterday. I just don't want to destroy the innovation that comes from a decentralized network. The Senate is considering dozens of amendments and the unwillingness to some senators to expedite a vote on final passage of the bill may push it until Monday night into Tuesday morning, according to Manu Raju, CNN's congressional correspondent. But the crypto provision and other amendments are expected to be dealt with before the final passage. Ted Cruz tweets, Right now, supporters of crypto and blockchain are losing this fight that will define crypto's future. He continues tweeting, Given the major flaws in the underlying bill's unworkable and devastating crypto provision, I also filed a separate amendment to strike the whole, uh, strike the whole thing in the event a bipartisan deal can't be reached. And if senators vote against both crypto amendments, other amendments could be tabled. Senator Ted Cruz, for instance, has filed his own amendment if Congress can't reach a consensus. Alternative amendments such as Cruz's could be necessary if both amendments fail because striking crypto from the bill isn't politically viable, said Jerry Bitro of DC-based crypto think tank Coin Center. All right. Uh, the money has to come from somewhere and Congress isn't going to let crypto threaten the bill, he said. Alright, it sounds like there's a lot of tension, a lot of frustration, but this has been going on for, uh, I, I kind of want to say closer to the beginning of the year. It's just getting closer and closer, um, and it doesn't seem like anything has been really resolved. It's just more frustration than anything. Yep. No, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty consistently uh, problematic in general. It's, I don't know, it's, it's frustrating that the people who hold quote unquote so much power within the country don't know what the heck they're doing but is this any news not really <laughs> i would say it's um, not it's not new news um i guess one of the no, biggest I mean, things the new the concept isn't new but yeah yeah one of the biggest things is that um there's obviously non-custodial wallets that are going to be on this bill saying that anybody that's using a non-custodial wallet will have to have their wallets audited by the issuing company such as there is a non-custodial wallet from coinbase that they don't keep track of any any of your stuff but i'm sure they can they can ping right into it since they created it create they they developed it uh and they have to report that back to the irs of course because they they want they want you to pay more taxes oh they want you to pay your taxes i mean yeah we, we know we're law-abiding citizens and we pay our taxes on things that are taxable. Mm-hmm. If things are not taxable, they should not be taxed. I mean, you already know my stance. I'm not going to go into it now, but I'm not super fond of income tax in general. The, the I get that they want to be able to see what's going on. This is the, this is the growing pains, the teething, teething pains of figuring out how to work with it. So... I do want to talk about uh, kind of uh, dovetail from, or not dovetail, but I mean, get into the same concept as what you just talked about and the the plot against crypto, um, which is kind of on the same lines along what you just spoke about. I mean, they're they're trying to figure out what is the best way to go with this. Um, personally, not really a conspiracy guy. I know about the conspiracies, don't necessarily believe them. Uh, I've known people who've said that the moon landing was fake. I don't believe that's true. Um, but the U.S. Senate is, you know, trying to figure out how to vote on this, and uh, they're worried about, you know, customers' tax obligations 
to the IRS using the 1099 forms. You know, that's with stock. It comes you if you sell stock, and it's you know within a year, you need to pay the capital gains tax on that. Same thing goes for for crypto. Um, you're making money out of what appears to be nothing. You're you're taking a value. You're improving the value of that thing. When you get when you gain value, you need to pay taxes on it. We've established this. It's been true for almost 100 years in the United States, um, and it's not like it hasn't been true in other countries for a long time as well. Um, you know, improved value it, that supports the country. And we do need the taxes in order to help this country run. Yes, there's arguments that people say, you know. Uh, I wish that the way that the taxes were spent was more efficient or better or something. I mean, everyone's got their opinion, um, but we still need, do still need things to move. We need, you know, infrastructure. We need water. We need uh, mm -hmm. waste management. We need all these different things, and roads, that takes man. money. I need to be able to commute to work. Right. I do have a daytime job. Exactly. And one of the things that's probably, and I'm not just trying to tout the United States, obviously a lot of Western countries have this, a lot of countries have this, in fact, um, not just Western countries, but, uh, you know, we, the, the idea of providing certain general services is important. So I agree with that. Um, not everybody does. Not everybody wants to pay taxes, and especially people who have a gargantuan, or large gargantuan sums of money, don't really want to give it away. And I totally understand that reasoning. Um, the proposed amendment was seen by many as a common sense solution since complying with tax obligations would create an onerous or even impossible tax task for crypto businesses. This is one thing that I personally, I should disclaim up front if I haven't already. I'm a crypto miner, I mine for other people. So there is a concern of that. Now, out of nowhere on Thursday night, two senators provided a competing amendment that would um, maintain the exemption but only for proof of work projects not proof of stake mm. the other crypto projects used in the consensus mechanisms like proof of stake would be exposed to the crushing compliance burden and then shortly after the surprise amendment dropped the white house issued a statement to support it what the heck happened well uh where did the surprise amendment come from and why did Biden, whose pardon party isn't normally all about the environment, favor uh, the energy-intensive proof-of-work over greener types of crypto like proof-of-stake? Well, some thought maybe it had to do with basic government incompetence, and I can't say I'd always disagree with that, concluding that the gnomes who drafted the amendment didn't understand how crypto works. I would say that's probably accurate. But others seem more seem to think a more sinister plan is at work and the views expressed by um, the founder uh, Ryan Seckless and others crypto haters in the government are pursuing a one-two punch first use the new tax bill to cripple proof of stake and DeFi projects with compliance costs second come after Bitcoin later using environmental regulations right well yes an industry has developed out of all this stuff but if you just do this to us here, something else is going to crop up. It, this isn't going away as much as they might want it to or just want it to be more controlled. Like Nancy Pelosi said in a previous article, she just wants people to have uh, you know, that reassurance that if something goes awry, they can be made whole again. You know, like member FDIC. You know, uh, mm -hmm. If you lose quarter million dollars, the U.S. government will you know, give it back to you. Um, so that's not a huge amount, but I mean, it, 
the idea is protecting the consumer. Sometimes I think. Sorry, go ahead. The, the idea is yeah, to protect the, the consumer. The idea is to protect the consumer, which is an uncommon thing in history. In the past, there were there's insurance which protects you, right? Insurance has been around for like 400 years. It's not new, but having the government protect you is sort of newish. I mean, not protect your money, not protect your human, you know, physical self um, or your home or something. Uh, so that is obviously something that the U.S. government wants to be able to protect, but they need to have insight into what's going on. And crypto doesn't exactly lend itself to insight in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you can see all the transactions because there's a public ledger. But anyways, I digress. If that sounds like conspiracy loony stuff, consider one more element, namely... The Washington Post reported that U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen orchestrated the counter-amendment to sideswipe the crypto industry. Her goal was to carry out what her agency failed to do uh, through regulations last December to get its arms around crypto, though new reporting, uh, pardon me, through new reporting requirements. In this light, the massive $1 trillion infrastructure bill offered by Opportunity uh, offered an opportunity, rather, of attaching a crypto tax provision to the bill that would limit the opportunity for debate, especially as the bill is President Biden's top priority and few in Washington would slow it down for the sake of the crypto industry. All this means that, yes, there's a good chance that the White House and its allies did hatch a plot against the crypto industry, but, but, but why, right? I mean, it's easy to suggest that it's because our political leaders are old and stupid. <laughs> Can't disagree with that. Or possibly anti-technology. I mean, Obama did carry a, a BlackBerry, but that's pretty old tech by now. <laughs> um, while if this is often true, I think there's something else at work. You know, um, crypto threatens one of the two biggest levers of state power, right? First lever is control over armed forces. Um, if the government is truly in charge and has a monopoly over the military, otherwise it's a failed state, right? The second major uh, symbol of state power is control over currency, which is the whole point of Bitcoin. To get it away, wrench it away from the control of a centralized uh, entity, right? That's why governments everywhere have this draconian anti-counterfeiting laws and why messing with the money supply will lead to serious repercussions. That's why Bitcoin and crypto exist, is to kind of raise the middle finger to government. Not to say we don't like government. I'm not an anti-government person. I'm just an anti-control in the hands of like an oligarchy. I mean, mm -hmm. yes, the government is not technically a family, at least not in the United States. Um, so we're not truly worried about just one family owning the entire thing. But uh, it does seem to feel like an old boys club. And the old thought seems to just never be able to. And I, I don't blame them. You know, if you don't understand it, you're probably going to be objectionable to it. Right. But and I was going to move forward here. I was going to. I was going to actually uh, mention that is that um, I think they're so stuck on their old ways that they don't understand innovation. So they're trying to bring in new people that understand what this tech is. I, this this reminds me yeah. of a uh, YouTube video. I think it was Andreas Antonopoulos. Uh, sitting with the UN to dis to to discuss what Bitcoin is and what blockchain technology is, and I tell you what, that they are it, it's way over their head. They're asking some very generic questions, 
that they're trying to understand. They continue to ask these generic questions just to understand the basics of it. And it goes on for a while. It's a very... He's so great. He was the perfect person to sit there. I'm pretty sure it was the UN or Congress. He was he was sitting there, and it's it's a great... He does a fantastic job, hands down. I watched it several times. It's really good. All right. Where do you want me to go, Jake? Pick another. I mean, there's only a few topics, so. Yeah, we got Dogecoin and Wu Tang. Wu Tang. No, let's do the Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Uh, okay. All right. Got an article here from Tim Haki. Wu Tang Clan's method man to launch NFT comic book series. Awesome. I love comic books. Let's see. Method man is releasing his new comic book series as NFTs. Love that. Uh, the tokenized comic will come with exclusive digital goodies. Awesome. Even better. Wu-Tang Clan rapper Method Man is launching a new comic anthology series as NFTs. The first part of his, uh, was that Tickle? Tickle? Tickle World Saga is called Part 1. Part 1 Origins. And includes a host of original artwork, animations, and music. The first release includes Killabees inspired original artwork signed by Method Man's and New York-based artist Alex Smetsky. Killabees is the name given to a collective of rappers associated with Wu-Tang Clan. Together, they've put out two compilations albums, The Swarm in 1998 and The Sting in 2002. The tokenized comic book will also include unreleased music from Method himself, alongside a 3D digital art animation of the original story of Tycho World. Other bonus goodies include a gold VIP card for the Tycho Athletics, Method Men's sporting clothing line. Ooh, that's cool. The comic is built on Dapper Labs. Ooh, I love Dapper Labs. Hands up for Dapper Labs. I love Dapper Labs. If, if that's if that's one company yep, I would like here. to work for. Continuing. <laughs> the, the comic is built on Dapper Labs Flow blockchain. The blockchain with currently hosts the immensely popular CryptoKitties and NBA Top Shot NFTs. Tycho World might be might not be Method Man's first foray into crypto in November 2020. Decentralized lending protocol Cream Finance tweeted its new jingle, a slick rap beat set to tune of Wu Tang's Cream feature, featuring the unmistakable vocal of Method Man. The video currently has 5,072 views on YouTube, and Method hasn't confirmed the performance on social media. All right, cool. There it is. NFTs, man, NFTs. People thought that they were just gonna go away at the beginning of last year, but they're still here, rolling into the fourth quarter of this year, and I'm sure it's just the beginning. It's gonna keep going and going and going. NFTs, yeah, it's man. It's not just an abstract thing anymore. It, it, the, the fact that NFTs don't just have a, you know, a monetary presence, but a physical presence in the sense that they're, like you say, unique, non-fungible, yeah. um, and it's it. It's still, how do I put it exactly, the, a lot of, as I've said but, but many times before, muggles, people who are unfamiliar with how crypto works, crypto muggles basically, um, and I'm not trying to put anybody down, I'm just saying they just don't know, they don't get it yet, uh, are still saying, well, but, but, but it doesn't have any, any physical essence. How do I know what it is? How do I know how, mm-hmm. what the value is? And it's like, well, you know, you've grown to accept that the U.S. dollar is worth a dollar. We've grown to accept that. That green folding piece of paper doesn't actually have more than maybe three cents worth of value. Um, and it, you've been trained to accept that that is what it is. Even though you probably don't even trade the physical dollars hardly ever anymore when people use credit cards and Cash App and Venmo all the time. Um, that 
do you even ever see the dollars? Probably not. But you've grown to accept that that is valid. Um, and that's really no different with crypto. The biggest, the biggest distinction, and I know that's a difference, is that crypto has far more functionality than the U.S. dollar does. Yes, the U.S. dollar can be traded, you know, for things and for services, but um, per NFTs, we're just talking about, you have this digital signed thing that's out there on the blockchain that's permanent in the world forever, as long as the blockchain exists. Um, your U.S. dollars have no permanency, you know, unless you physically have them in your in your pocket or in your wallet, um, and that permanency of that existence of the thing is, is almost no different than what the U.S. government or or the uh, European Union has guaranteed the value of, of one of those coins or dollars to be. So, um, even as it, it, abstract as it sounds, it's actually no different. It's like I said, the only real big difference is functionality. U.S. dollar, you could burn a dollar, you could roll you know some some uh, some uh, cannabis into it into a dollar and smoke it but the functionality <laughs> of a dollar doesn't go much beyond its ability to purchase things yeah you're on a roll today so, Jake. you're on a roll that is your two satoshis <laughs> of the day intended. right there <laughs> <laughs> pun intended thank you so um we are uh, uh i just wanted to uh you have anything else you want to add because i want to just wrap up that's it let's go ahead and wrap it up thank you um, so, if you guys want to check out uh, the Discord channel, the uh, C3 Media's Discord channel, we're also doing every Friday night, Friday night music, what, 6 p.m. Every, every Friday night, right, John? Yep. Um, or is it 7? It's 6, okay, 6 p.m. We have a DJ, D, um, uh, Pond Jedi, and he's really good at this. He's been rocking the house, getting a lot of people in every single Friday night. So, if you just come by the Discord, sign in, and then come into the um, uh, music channel. Free airdrops. C3. Yep. And there are free airdrops, that's correct. Um, there's a lot of good music always playing. There's always a lot of people in there, it seems like. You know, there's like somewhere between 20 and 30 people easily. Um, and lots of people just making comments. There's just lots of interaction. It's really fun. I, I wish I could make it more often. <laughs> I hate to say that I, I don't always go to the raves because I'm busy at that time. And not because I'm like, like going out to the bar or something. I don't drink. But um, anyway, so we got C3Media.tech. Uh, is it C3 Media or C3 Dash Media? I can't remember. C3 Media, one oh. word. Letter C, C, number three. Number three, M-E-D-I-A dot T-E-C-H. Yeah. So C3 Media dot tech is our website. Um, you can check out our YouTube channel. You can get the same content. If you're listening on um, Anchor or Spotify, you can obviously just see the visuals. If you want to see that, it's going to be on YouTube. Um, and then, of course, on Reddit, where all our articles are posted, and on Twitter to find out what's going on. So thank you all for listening to our latest episode stack sets and hodl adios adios <laughs> nice good job jake i love it <laughs> <laughs>